of heaven and earth the one whose earth, whose earth is his footstool worship 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 we worship Jesus we worship God, oh, we worship you. Hey, we worship you, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, we worship you, God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We join the 24 elders. We join the angels. We join the host of heaven. From the depth of our heart, we give you praise. You are the joy of the whole world. You are the great and mighty God. Really to be blessed. Beautiful for all situation. You are the joy of the whole world. Thank you, Jesus. Your name be glorified this morning. Your name be honored this month. We come with expectancy in our heart. We come before your table to eat of the meal you have prepared. We come this morning to feed from your throne, Lord Jesus. Let your word come. Let it bring understanding. Let it bring light. 
let the entrance of your word illuminate our hearts that every question this morning is answered everything in the heart is dealt with Lord no one that will leave this service this morning with, with still questions in their heart because those questions they come with Lord you will, you will hear them you will respond to them you will solve it this morning every problem that is represented here every challenge that is represented here it will be solved it will be taken care of in the name of Jesus Christ thank you father in Jesus mighty name hallelujah amen thank you thank you everyone God bless you please sit down as we go into the word of God this morning amen Amen. Thank you, Lord. I want to say I love you. I love you. I love you. I would always love you. You are a gift to me. Everyone listening, you are a gift. The Bible said that God added to the church. So if you are here... God added you to Christ's life. <laughs> it was not by man's own orchestration. It was not by my own plan. God added you. Hallelujah. God added you. And it's a privilege to be your pastor. I am honored to be your pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Alright, so we're talking about daring to be generous. Now, we've been talking about daring faith. And we've been approaching it in different dimensions, in different directions. And now we're talking about daring. Last week we talked about daring to what? To wait on God. And now we're talking about daring to be generous. Generosity cannot be ruled out in the work with God. Hallelujah. Generosity cannot be ruled out in the work with God. Amen. Okay, hold on, hold on. Is, is this still making noise? Is there still noise in the background? Okay, can you mute the, the um, keyboard? Mute the keyboard. I, I'm thinking that's where the noise is coming from. Okay, let's just watch it. If that works, that's fine. You can remove your uh, the this thing and play. Just play on the background. Yes, yes. All right. Praise God. All right. So, <clears throat> if you want to be a blessing, if you want the blessing of God on your life, if you want the power of God in your life. If you want the anointing of God through your life, you must build your life on three things. Three things. Integrity, humility, and generosity. Hallelujah. If you want to be a blessing, you want the blessing of God upon your life, you want the power of God in your life. 
You want the anointing of God to walk through you? You must build your life around these three things. Number one, integrity. Number two, humility. Number three, generosity. These three are very key. Very, very important. In determining your relationship with God. Hallelujah. You see, when you build your life around these three things, what you are doing is that you are setting up yourself a barrier to the three greatest temptations or trap that the enemy sets for people that make them fail. If you are generous, if you are humble, if you have integrity, you are ready for the things that God wants to do in this generation. Praise God. So, you know, today we're going to be talking about the third aspect, which is generosity. Hallelujah. Generosity. What does it mean to be generous? Now, let's even look at the Bible. In the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises of God to us. Over 7,000 promises to us. But every promise of God have conditions. Every promise of God has a premise. So the promises of God are not just there like that. No. They have conditions, they have premise by which they can be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So, for, for, the, for example, there is God promise for success. There is God promise for fulfillment in life. There is God promise to have a great life, to have a good life, and all that. There are promises of God. 7,000, over 7,000 in the Bible. But every promise has a premise, has a condition of which, by which it will be fulfilled. Now, there are more promises related to ge- generosity than every other subject in the Bible. You can see why the devil is attacking the act of generosity so much. Hallelujah. The promise of the, the promise of God that is related to generosity is so much. Now, let me let me let me let me put it here. When I'm speaking about generosity, I'm not just talking about money. Hallelujah. You know, most times when you talk about generosity, you talk about giving. Everybody's asset, uh, attention is money. They say, uh-uh, does this pastor want to take our money? And you know the outrage online now, huh, where everybody, because of the abuse in some quarters, now everybody, the, the danger is that the act of generosity is being almost talked about like it's bad. No. 
we must put it in perspective. We must say what must say the way the scripture put it. Like I always tell us, if there is an abuse, it's because there is an original way of doing that thing. You cannot have 2,000 Naira notes, fake 2,000 Naira notes. It's not possible to have fake 2,000 Naira notes. Right? You can have fake 1,000 Naira notes. You can have fake 500 Naira notes. You can have fake 200 Naira notes. But you cannot have fake 2,000 Naira notes. Do you know why you can't have fake 2,000 Naira notes? Because there is no original. You can only talk about faith when there is what? Original. So, if people are saying there are fake pastors, it also means that there are original pastors. In fact, we first had the original before the fake. So, whenever there is an abuse of a principle, whenever there is an abuse of something, it's because there was a, the right way of doing that thing and then some people took it and then adulterated it. There is a right way of doing that thing but some people took it and adulterated it. So when we're talking about generosity, we're not just talking about money. Money is part of it but it goes beyond money. We're talking about your time. We're talking about your energy. Alright? We're talking about your talents, your skills. It goes beyond cash. Your time. Are you generous with your time? Are you generous with your talent, with your skills? Are you generous with your energy? Generosity is just about everything. Well, you know, some people have brought it down to only money, but it's beyond money. Hallelujah. It's beyond money. So, the question is, why is God, like I said, oh, the, you know, the, 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 the subject of generosity is, is the highest you can find in the Bible. So, why is God interested in generosity? Why is God interested in us becoming generous? Why is he so interested in us learning how to give out of the abundance of what we have been given? The answer is because generosity is love in action. Hallelujah. So why is God interested? Generosity is what? It's love in action. It's love in action. You cannot give with you cannot love without giving, but you can give without loving. I I I I, I with me now. Now let me take it again. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. The proof of love is giving. The proof of love is giving. Your time, your energy, your talent, your skills, your money, your material possession, everything. And that is why when people wear they say, all of me I give what? I give to you. 
All my earthly possession, everything I give one to you, that is love. The Bible said, For God so loved the world, and what? He gave. That He gave. The proof of love is giving. You cannot remove giving out of love. If you remove giving out of love, it's no longer love. But like we said, you can actually give without loving. But you cannot love without giving. So you cannot say you love God and you're not giving your time to the things of God. And you're not giving your talent. You're not giving yourself. You're not giving your money to the things of God. You can't say you love God. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Your love is... Your, your, your love is, is validated by your giving. Your giving of everything. You are here today because you love God. It's also possible you are here. You can, like, like we said, you can give without loving. But you cannot love without giving. Somebody cannot say, I love God, but I can't give my time to the things of God. I can't give my talent to the things of God. It doesn't work. It cannot work that way. Hallelujah. God wants us to mirror his love by giving as well. Because God gave. He wants us to be like him. By giving. For God so loved the world and what he gave. And generosity is simply love in action. Love in action. The word believe is used 272 times in the Bible. The word believe. Okay? It's used 272 times in the Bible. Hope you know that believe is important. Huh? It is used 272 times. The word pray is used 371 times in the Bible. The word pray is used what? 371 times in the Bible. How many of you know that prayer is very important? Prayer is very important too. Now, the word love is used 700 14 times in the Bible. 714 times in the Bible. How many of you know that loving is important? Very important. But the word give is used 2,152 times. Why? That means all through Bible, the highest word that is used in the scripture is give. More than prayer. More than belief. More than love itself. Give. Two thousand. The, the, the one that followed is, is love, which is seven, seven hundred, right? Seven hundred and forty-nine and forty times. But giving is how many times? Two thousand. 151 52 Hallelujah Why? 
Because God is a giver. You cannot be like God and you are not a giver. It's not possible. God is a giver. The life of God is a life of giving. The Christian life is a life of giving. Giving my time, giving my life, giving my talent, my skills, everything. It's a life of giving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's a life of giving. In this, in, in, in uh, we're going to read a passage now. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Very strong passage. Are you there? Second Corinthians chapter nine. Okay. From verse 6. From verse 6. He said, Now remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully with purpose. Did you, did you know, are you saying how to give now? What did he say? Thoughtfully, with purpose. Just as he has decided in his heart. You are wasting your money if you are giving without thinking about it. You are wasting your talent. You are wasting your resources if you are giving without thinking about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are giving without thinking about it, if you are giving without being conscious of it, your giving is useless. Alright? Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart. Just as what he has decided in his heart. Look at what he says. Not grudgingly or under what compulsion. Not grudgingly or under what compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delight in the one whose heart is in his gift. God delights in the one whose heart is what? In his gift. And God is able to make all grace. You know, we quote this scripture, but sometimes we don't read the, the beginning. And you see how that scripture came about. It says, and when you say and, it means it's a conjunction. It's talking about, it was talking about something and it just 
he now continues from it. He said, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances regardless of the need have complete sufficiency in everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him and have abundance for every good work and act of charity. As it is written and forever remains written he, the benevolent and generous person, scattered abroad he gave to the poor his righteousness endures forever. Hallelujah. He said, Your giving will make you abound so much. You will have more than enough. When you give God, who is a giver, when you give your talents, God, who is a giver? When you give your time, God, who is a giver? When you give your resources, God, who is a giver, will multiply. Will make you have more than enough. When people are in need and lacking, They should check their giving. Now, hear me. I'm not saying bring the money to church. That's not what I'm saying. When your heart is involved in your giving, God can lead you. He can be a neighbor. That's why it's something that it's not what a pastor tell you. Like now, and I say, I declare, you know, God. I looked at uh, Michael and I said, Michael, God is telling me now. By the inspiration of God, God said you should give 10, 10, 10, 10 million naira to, to the church account. If you do that now, you will receive multiplication within 24 hours. That's manipulation. Giving must be according to your decision with God. That's what we read. This is what the scripture says. It said, you decide in your heart. I am not the one that give the amount, how much I'm going to give to you. I am not the one that will tell you, you know, I didn't mean, give 10,000 there now. No. You decide. In the place of prayer. In the place of your communion. In the place of fellowship with God. According to what God has given you. Do you know I have heard people go to borrow money to give. It's not right. How can you go and borrow money to give to the church? Or to somebody? Giving is according to what God has blessed you. It could be one naira. It can be ten naira. It can be twenty percent. It can be hundred percent. It can be one percent. 
can be zero point one percent. Your communion with God. Are you hearing me now? I know of people that give over thirty percent of their income to the ministry. I know of people that give eighty percent of their income. Everything they eat. And they live on the rest. But I cannot come and prescribe that to you. Are you hearing me now? I cannot come and do what? Prescribe that to you. And say this is what you should do. It is according to your what? Your communion with God. It is according to what God has told you. Hallelujah. That's it. That's how giving should be. Hallelujah. That's how giving should be. And I'm telling you, what the Bible said is that that man that gives, God will multiply your giving. When that giving comes from your heart, when that giving is not just that you are man. Look at it. Look at it. If you read that scripture, let's read it again. Let's read it again. He said, let each one thoughtfully and with purpose just as he has decided in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and delight in the one whose heart is in his gifts your heart must be in your gift you know I wrote a post recently and I posted it on, on Instagram and Facebook and I said, if you forcefully or manipulatively take things from people, is there anybody that gives to you must give you gen- from their hearts? That's the only way they are blessed, and the blessing is also released to you that you are receiving the giving. If you manipulate people or you 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 force people in any way when i'm talking about this i'm not talking about, it's not just about giving money sometimes people use trick to get things from people you probably you want a land you want something you want a favor so when we're talking about giving and receiving now it costs beyond money because you know because the way money has been emphasized so usually when you talk about it the first thing that goes to people's mind is money but it's beyond money in your workplace you are receiving a favor from somebody. That person is giving you, right? You are receiving. In any form of giving and receiving exchange. In any form. In any form. Financial. In favor. In whatever. Even in your, in your, in, in your marriage. If your wife. Cannot respect you from her own volition. And you have to manipulate her to get whatever. If your husband is not giving you from his heart. And you have to manipulate him to get it. What we are saying is that. Any giving. That is forceful. That is by trick and manipulation. The receiver is not blessed. The giver is not blessed. It's a waste. 
in the in the in the in the in the pains of the spirit is a waste. You know why I know? Because when that person realizes that you have manipulated them, what will happen? They will curse you in their heart. And let me tell you, the spirit realm hears it. When they curse you in their heart, that giving becomes a curse to you. That thing you have received becomes a curse to you. Have you not seen people? That's why they say, you know, people that manipulate people and make money and everything, they end up, all the money gets wasted. Either their children become useless or some funny things happen. Why? Because of the way they got the money. We call it ill-gotten wealth, Abby. Wealth that forcefully you manipulate people to get. It cannot work. Because the people that you took it away from by force, the people that you took it away from by manipulation, they will curse you in their heart. And that gift become a curse in your life. That gift become a curse in your business. That gift become a curse. And that is why some people they will say, no, I don't want this cost money in my business. Why? Because when that money that you took from people enter that business, everything will collapse. So if you are a wife, stop manipulating your husband. Because that thing you get from manipulation is a cost to you. If you are a husband, stop manipulating your wife. Because that thing you get from manipulation is a cost to you. You don't prosper that, that way. So how do you prosper? Giving must be from the heart of the people. If anybody is going to give me anything and I realize that it's not from their heart, I realize I don't take it. I cannot take any gift that people did not give to me freely. Because you know why? It will not bless me and it will not bless them. It's a waste. It rather becomes a cost. It can even come in and cost all the other things I have. Be careful. Hallelujah. Be careful. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, let the giving be willingly. And God will bless you. God will multiply. Now, briefly, we're going to talk about 12 things. I'm going to make it fast so that we can finish our time. 12 things that happen when you give. When you give your time, when you give your talent, when you give your resources, the Bible says, as often as you do it unto these ones, you do it what? Unto me. So, you must understand that God is in everybody. And God leads you in the way you should distribute your resources. I heard of somebody who has a neighbor and the neighbor was ill. No, the neighbor's daughter was ill. And she was about to go to church in the morning and she has packaged an offering. She wants to give in church. And the neighbor came out and said, look, I need to get to the hospital that morning. My daughter is dying. And I don't have any money. I need help. And this brother in the Lord, Holy Ghost filled tongue speaking. Brother. 
said, no, this money is for God. Package for God. It must not go for any other thing apart from God. And he left. Went to church to go and give. And the neighbors struggled. And before they could get to the hospital, they delayed. You know, it's in Nigeria. If, if it's abroad, these things wouldn't have happened. But you know, in Nigeria, because of the experiences people have had, most of the hospitals have had. You go to a hospital, they want you must make a deposit first before they attend to you. And in the whole process, the daughter of that man died. And the guy came and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But you think God is happy with him? Something has happened to us in this <laughs> time. We need to understand that God is in everyone. God is in you. God is in you. God is in you. God is in me. As often as you do it unto any of these ones, you have done it unto me. God is not in a building. Hello? God is not in Christ Life Believer Center. That's not the habitation of God. God is in everyone in Tesla. When we come together, we come with God. We are the church, not the building. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Not the building, not the name. It can be anything. It can be any name. It can be Christ Pentecostal uh, Missionary International. It can be anything. Whatever name it is, those names are not recognized in heaven. That's the, that's the mistake people make. They don't think. Names are not recognized in heaven. Deeper life is not recognized in heaven. Redeemed church is not recognized in heaven. Christ Apostle is not recognized in heaven. Christ life believer center is not recognized in heaven. Name all the churches you can name. If you have tried to register a church, you will know that every name you can think of has been taken. If you know when we, when we wanted to register this church, we searched for name for over three months. If I show you my CAC uh, uh, file, you all the names rejected, rejected. You will, if I, you will pray, and after you prayed, you felt like, oh, God just gave you this name. You will go and search CAC. If I CAC is the determinants now, not the Holy Ghost anymore. You will go and search it. You will search CAC and they will tell you, take it. Some of them, at the point, will stop searching CS. So, we first of all, have to go Google. You will Google, and you will see it. In fact, some that you will Google, and you can't find, because it's not all the, all the churches that are Google. You will Google, and you can't find, you put it, you say, ah, you think that this one it is. In fact, my father in the Lord, I gave him, I told him a name. I said, this is the name, this is the name, you know, and all that. So, he was like, okay, the name is good. And then we put it for CS. CS rejected it. And I told him, I said, Daddy, since he has rejected the name, he said, Ah! <laughs> See? So, is it by the name? Is it by the Holy Ghost anointed, charismatic, uh, 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 tongue speaking, fire brand? No, that's not, it's not the name. 
It's about the individuals. It's about the, the church of Jesus Christ, which is you and me. God did not come to save Christ's life. God did not come to save apostolic mission. God came to save you. God came to save me. You can be anywhere. As far as you're a believer, as far as you have you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, God is interested in you. God is interested in you more than the name of the church. God is interested in you more than the name of the church. You know, during the week, we went out to somewhere. We've been looking for a place for uh, you know, a, 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 a place for the church. And when we went out to somewhere, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, we met this man. We met him like five years ago. He's a lovely man, a very nice man. And he attended Redeemed Church. It was just a joke. You know, so immediately I got in, he said, Ah, okay, okay, I remember you five years ago. So we don't, we don't talk. And he asked me, say, Have you been redeemed? <laughs> you know why? He was he's just cracked a joke. He said, Are you, that means, are you going to redeem? I said, No, ah, daddy, daddy, uh, Adeboye is my father. <laughs> so whether I am being redeemed, a redeemed church or not, as far as he's my father, I am redeemed. <laughs> Praise God. You know, but that was just a joke. No, but what I'm trying to tell you is that it doesn't matter the name. It's not about the name. It's about who you believe in. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? That's what counts. And that is why the church needs to unite. And let's not let this denominational barrier stop us. What is important in the church of Jesus Christ is unity. Is that are we are we born again? Is one God now? Is there a God of Christ life and a God of apostolic faith, or a God of of of, of uh, Indaboski? <laughs> Praise God. So God is not divided. We are the ones that are dividing these things. God is not divided. It's one church. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you come into that church of Jesus. You may be under a, 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 a body, a community. Every church is like just a small community of the church of Jesus Christ. So the name of your church is not recognizing. You know, some people, you know, those days, religious people, some people have had dreams. That, I, I don't know if you have heard it, I've heard people who have dreams that they went to heaven and they saw the, their denominational church in heaven. I've heard dreams like people that talk, they say they saw a vision. They saw their denomination. In fact, that their denominational church is, is rated high. There is no such things. Are you hearing me? Don't be deceived. There is no such thing. You get into the church of heaven the day you give your life to Jesus. You get into the church of Jesus Christ the day you give your life. And that's all that qualifies you. It doesn't matter what the, uh, 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 small group that you are in. Those groups are where you are being trained. 
where you have been, the denominations are where you have been trained. Away. It, it, it's not what qualifies. There's no name like that in heaven. I keep saying it. There's no name. There's no Christ Life Believer Center. This church, it doesn't have a name in heaven. What it has is Adeemi, Michael, George, eh? God's Lord, uh, 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 Prince. That's what it has. Names of people that are born again, irrespective of where they go to. Are you born again? Have you been redeemed? That's what should matter to you. Are you listening to me this morning? So giving is, is listen, if anybody tries to discourage you about giving, they are denying you of God's blessing. They are denying you, they are telling you to leave the nature of God because the nature of God is giving. And it's not about money. It's about your, your everything. It's about your talent. It's about your time. It's about your energy. Are you giving it in worship to God? Or you are giving it in worship to the enemy? Hallelujah. So we said number one. Twelve things. Number one, generosity honors God. Giving is an act of worship. And it is recognition that everything you have is a gift from God. If you know that the talent you have is a gift from God, you can't hoard it. You know, I always tell my, the people around me, you know, sometimes people wonder, I get ideas and I share it. People say, I don't know, why, why are you sharing these ideas freely? I say, the more I share them, the more the ideas come. The Bible says, when you give, good measure, press down, shaking together, shall be given unto what? Your bosom. The only way to multiply what you have is to give it out. So when I get ideas, when I get knowledge, I don't hold it, I give it out. And the more I give it, the more I multiply. The more more knowledge comes. It's in everything. People think it's only money. They have just overemphasized money. But it's beyond money. When they say if you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, present, check it together, running over, shall men give to your bosom. It's not about money. It's about your talent. It's about your skill. It's about everything. Hallelujah. You will be glorifying God through your general gift. Now, second Corinthians, that 13 now, I said, you will be glorifying God through your generous gift. Your generosity will prove that you are obedient to the, to the good news of Christ. That's, if you read that second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13 in New Living Translation. Again, if you read Proverbs chapter 14 verse 31. Alright? He said, Whoever is generous to the needy honors God. If you are generous to people who are in need around you, you are honoring God. Can you imagine the story I told you of that? Of the man who had an offering that he has packaged to go and give to God in church? If you understand this scripture, will you deny if the sick man, the sick man's daughter, he will not. If he understand the scripture, he would have given that money. Because the same God he's going to church to give it to is there in his in his neighbor. I'm telling you. People want to boss God, they want to keep God in a boss, they want to keep God somewhere that this is where God is. No, God is everywhere. Are you hearing me now? God is everywhere. He's in me. He's in you. When I have a need, 
When you have a need. And I will not give to you. I will say no. I want to give it to God. Is that not stupidity? Now I'm not talking about people who are failing needs. Genuine needs. So you honor God when you give. You honor God when you are generous. Whoever is generous to the needy honors God. Proverbs chapter 14, 14 verse 31. Number two. Generosity draws me closer to God. Generosity draws what? Draws me closer to God. Look at Cornelius. Go say your, your, your prayers and your arms have what? Come before me as a memorial. When you are generous, you are closer to God because you are like God. Generosity pulls you to become the friend of God. In fact, why, why was Abraham called the friend of God? If you look at the life of Abraham, look at when, when Abraham and Lot had, had a fracas. Look at his attitude. When Lot chose the beautiful place, what did Abraham do? Take it. Generosity. And that is why God called him his friend. If you want to be a friend of God, be generous. Be generous. Don't hold too tight resources. Release them. Hallelujah. Release them and God will multiply you. Alright? If I invest my time in something, if I invest my money in something, if I invest my energy in something, whether it is golf, whether it is uh, 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 what now movies, whether it is whatever it is, wherever my time and money goes is what attracts me. Are you hearing me now? If I want to know where somebody's mind is, check where their time and their money is going. Check where they are spending most of their time. Check where they are spending their money. That shows where their heart is. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6 verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wherever you put your money, that's where your heart is going to be. If you want to be closer to God, put some money there. It will draw you closer to God. So when we say put your money there, we're saying be generous. Be generous to the people around you. I've established the fact that God is in all of us. Be generous. Hallelujah. Be generous. The purpose of giving is to teach you always to put God first in your life. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. He said the purpose of giving is what? To teach you to always put God first in your life. When you give, when you are generous, you are acknowledging the giver. You are acknowledging the one that released those things to you. And that is God. Praise God. 
So wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Number three, we're going to move fast so that we can finish our time. Number three, generosity makes me more like Jesus. Like I've said it, the most generous person that ever lived was Jesus. Every time you give your time, your money, your energy, anything, you become more like Jesus. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 26. He said, the greedy always want more. But the godly loves to give. The greedy person always what? Want more. But the godly person loves what? To give. Loves to give. Some of us don't give. We don't even have people around us. Everything we have, we are taking it for ourselves. You need to learn to give. See, I can't begin. I can't begin to share so many. There's just so many testimonies about our giving. Sometimes, you know, when we look back and look at every blessing we have received, we can trace it to a giving we have made. We can trace it to a time people were in need and God used us to solve that problem. If you want to open yourself for blessings, learn how to give. And somebody said, what do I have? Everybody has something to give. Let me tell you. You know why? Because that level where you are now, there are people who are under you. At every level you think you are currently now, there are people who what? Who are not in that level. You can at least take something out of what you have and give. You may say, oh, things are difficult. Ah, calm down. You never see difficult. If you see people who are are in difficult times, you will thank God for who you are. Hallelujah. God gave us. Alright? You know, God doesn't really need anything from us. Can you give to God? Really? Who made the heavens and the earth? Who created you? Who even gave you the thing you are bragging? The money you think you have in your bank account. Who gave it to you? If God took your breath away, will you be talking about that money? In fact, with all that money you have, all God needs to do is not to seize the air around you. <laughs> and you will just fall down there and die. Everything we have, God gives. So, does God need your money? No. God doesn't need your money. But when God asks you to give, it's because he wants you to be like him. Hallelujah. He wants you to what? To be like him. He is the source. But he wants you to learn on, remove selfishness in your life. That's what God wants to do. He wants to remove selfishness in your life. He wants to teach you how to share. How to be generous like him. Praise God. Number four. We've done number three, right? Number four. Generosity is the cure for materialism. Generosity is what? The cure for materialism. What is materialism? Materialism is all about getting, getting, accumulating, holding. 
I want to buy this bag today. This is the kind of bag that is raining. Oh, this is the kind of car that is raining. People change car. People change phone. I know some people. Any iPhone that just come out, the latest one, they, they will go and get it. Some people, it's Samsung. Any new one that come out, they will go and get it. Am I saying there's anything wrong with that? No. But, it's not about the iPhone. It's not about this thing. You see, but when you, when you, when you have a focus about giving, it takes your, your heart away from materialism. You will see more needs. You will see that the money you have is not even enough to solve the needs around you. And you will live a very simple life. I don't know if you understand my point. You will live a very unsophisticated life. You see some people on the internet brandishing all kinds of things. Materialism. If you have purpose and, and plan, you understand that God have God gave you those wealth for, for great things he wants you to do for him. Materialism will not be part of your life. Giving cures you of materialism. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. He said you cannot serve God and money. Mark the word you cannot. You cannot love money and love God at the same time. That means money is the opposite of God. <laughs> the love of money is what? The opposite of God. You cannot serve God and serve money at the same time. So we're not saying money is bad because some people have misquoted this scripture to mean that money is bad. No, that's not what we're saying. What the Bible says is what the love of money is the root of all evil. So how do you know somebody that loves money? Everything about them is about money. It's about getting. They are greedy. They are materialistic. It's about money, 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 money. They can kill for it. They can do anything to get it. Some women can sleep with anybody to get the money. Some men can do any evil to get the money. That's not God. That's not godly. Hallelujah. Giving cures you of materialism. When you learn to give, you, your focus is not on, you know, the, the material things of the, because see, the day you die, you leave all these things here. You are not go, you go nowhere with them. Once that your breath is gone, everything, everything, all this struggle, all this labor, everything is gone. Why not give it for a good cause? Why not give it to, to lift other people's life? Why not give it to help other people who are going through less you know, the less privileged, the poor, the people around you. Why not give it? Look at what the Bible said in First Timothy chapter 6 from verse 17 to 19. He said, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provide us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will take hold of the life that is true life. Command them to be what? Generous. Willing to share. In that way, what they will take hold of the true life. 
The true life. What's the true life? Treasures in heaven. True life. Hallelujah. Break the grip of materialism and enter into the purpose of God for your life. By giving. Giving your talent. Giving your wealth. Giving everything. May give you your lifestyle. Praise God. Number five. Generosity demonstrates my faith. Generosity demonstrates my faith. Giving shows that you are trusting in the promises of God. It shows that you believe that God will take care of you if you obey Him. Alright? You are generous because of your faith. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. You are generous because of your faith. Number 6 now. Generosity reveals my character. It shows whether you have a selfish heart or a selfless heart. God tests us with the resources he gives to us. If you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? That's Luke chapter 16 verse 11. If God cannot trust you with that small money he gave you, and just because you have that money, you are bragging. Just because you have that money, you you know you don't you don't honor God. You don't. Give. He said, "If God cannot trust you with that resources, how can He trust you with heavenly riches? How can He trust you with the things of God? It's not possible. Our generosity reveals our character. Number seven. Now, generosity brings God's blessing. If you want God blessing in your life, be open-handed with what God has given you. And the more you give, the more God blesses you. Don't be a miser. When we're talking about this thing, it's not just about money. I'm talking about your talent. What has that thing that what is that thing that God has given you that you know you can do? Give it out. One of the things God has helped me to do is to give free, free, free things. I give freely. My talent, my knowledge, I give it freely. And you know when I give it, I feel fulfilled. I feel joyful. Some people say, ah, why are you giving this thing free? You can't get money for it. I say, no, I just want to give it free. Praise God. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 9. It says, generous people will be blessed. Generous people will be what? Be blessed. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 9. Give generously. That's Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 10 now. He said, give generously. Then because of this, God will bless you in all your works. And in everything you put your hand to do. Second Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 7 to 8. He said, God loves the one who give gladly. And God will make it up to you by giving you everything you need. And more so that there will be not only be enough for your own but plenty left over to give joyfully to others hallelujah do you want to multiply your wealth be generous another one number eight now generosity increases my happiness how many of you feel so happy when you give how many of you feel so happy when you when you feel so fulfilled when you put smile on somebody's face When you, when people look at you and you are the reason why they are happy, ah! You can imagine if people are the reason why you are they are happy. If, if you are the reason why people are happy, so your own happiness will be what 
Bu vita bu. Hallelujah. So generosity increases my happiness. Selfishness is a sign. Selflessness rather is a sign of maturity. The joy of seeing other people happy for what you give them. Look at what Jesus said in Acts of the Apostles chapter 20 verse 35. Jesus said, there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. It is more blessed to what? To give than to receive. There is more happiness in giving. I want you today begin to give. Not just your money. Your talent. Your skills. Don't hurt them. If there are people that need your help, volunteer. Give. Help. You are fulfilled. You are being like God when you do that. Hallelujah. Okay. Number nine. Generosity expands my influence. If you really want to affect people's life, be generous. The more you give away, the more influence you get. You cannot outgive God. Can God trust you with super resources? Can He trust you with money? How to know now is what is your track record of generosity right now? If you want God to trust you with more wealth, if you want God to trust you with more riches, see, listen to me. There are many people suffering in our world today. And God is actually looking for people to entrust wealth that would distribute to these people. But can you be trusted? If God give you that money, wouldn't you go and buy Gucci and uh, uh, so many things and just leave materialism, spend it? God is looking for men he would trust with riches, with wealth to solve the problem in, in our environment, to solve the problem of Nigeria. To solve the challenges in the world. There are so many challenges in the world. People are suffering. God is looking for men. Can God trust you with it? If God, you see, that's one question I oh, every time I ask myself. When I'm crying out to God to bless me, when I'm crying out to God for wealth and riches, and I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm the thing that what goes into my mind is if God give you this money, what will you do with it? If God give you this money, will you change? And now become the big man. And other people are the small man. When God blesses you with wealth. Can God trust you with it? How do we know if God will trust you with it? The one he gave you now. How are you managing it? It's a simple thing. You know if you want to check what people will do. You check their track record. And that is why for political offices. If people want to, it's not in Nigeria, people don't do all those things. Abroad. If you come out and you say you want to contest for political, they go back to when you were born. Look at Donald Trump now. Look at how they are tracing everything. Look at Joe Biden. The Democrat candidate. Look at how they are tracing everything. They are bringing up things that, that they, they, you can't even think about. And that's the same thing. God looks at your track record. Uh, this my son is asking for 10 billion 10 billion when I gave him 1 million how did he manage it when I gave him 2 million how did he manage it how how 
good steward of the resources that God gave you. Your track record will determine whether God can trust you with those kind of wealth. I'm telling you, God wants to raise billionaires. God wants to raise people in the kingdom of God that will do mighty things. I'm not talking about uh, just, no, no. I'm talking about people that will help. A lot of people are going through stuff. But can God trust you with that, that kind of wealth? Can God trust you with that kind of money? Will you not take it to your village and go and build mansion in your village? <laughs> I'm not saying that building mansion in your village is wrong. But God looks at your motive. God looks beyond what? The physical thing you are telling him. The sweet things you are telling God. He sees your track record. Ah, he knows what has been going on. Somebody say, oh, but pastor, my track record is bad though. But you can start collecting it now. If you want those resources, when heaven looks, they see the old track record, but they see the new track record. And they say, ah, okay. We can trust him with this wealth now. We can trust him with these resources now. So, if you want influence, okay? If you want influence, you need what? General, you need to be generous. Alright? The word, look at Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. He said, the word of the generous get larger and larger. The word of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The word, that's in message translation. He said, the word of the generous get what? Larger and larger. But the word of the stingy get what? Smaller and smaller. Now, Psalms 112 verse 9. Those who give generously to those in need will never be forgotten. Kajatayata. Those who give generously to those in need will never be forgotten. They will have influence and honor. <laughs> this scripture is strong. I am telling you. Psalm 112 verse 9. New Living Translation. Those who give generously to those in need will never be forgotten. They will have influence and honor. When you give a, you give a meal to a dying man, you help somebody who is about, they can't forget you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I lost my job in 2013. Things became so difficult for me and my wife. There was a couple that came to her aid in Covenant Christian Center. One of the head of the postmarital uh, 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 group in the church. You know, usually when you come now, you will introduce yourself. You introduce yourself, and I told them, we just told them that I lost my job, but I'm looking for, I'm hoping to get another job. But you see, during that period, they were there. I also had a friend, you know, who gave me the first job and all that. But he was also a startup. But he was, God used him to really give us, help us with food to eat that period. Today, there is no way I can forget those people in my life. It's not possible. When I came to Lagos, a church housed me. Uh, 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 Cornerstone Anointed Church of Christ in Aguda. They housed me for two years. I was eating dinner in pastor's house. For two years. I left them when I got married. 
there is no way I can forget them. Because the, the, I cannot tell the history of my life without those people. It's not possible. Are you getting me? Is it easy to give somebody accommodation in Lagos? I'm not even talking about squatting a comfortable accommodation. One rooms and suits, you know? You think it's easy? Go and try it now. In Lagos. You can do that in the north. Not Lagos. So what I'm saying is that when people are there for you in the time of your need, you can't forget them. So you why not be that person that will be there to help that person in need? That's how to get influence. That's how never to be forgotten. Quickly, let's do our time is our time is running short. Now, number 10, it said generosity multiplies your money. Alright? The way God has worked it out in the universe is that the more you give, the more what? You get multiplied. That's the way God has worked it out. That's the way God has worked it out. The generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25. He who refreshes others will himself what? Be refreshed. Hallelujah. Number 11 now. Generosity brings God's protection. Generosity protects your life, your business, your family. You will be protected in hard times. So many of us through this corona, God has shielded us and protected us. You think it's by, it's by just like that? When everybody, the Bible says when you know, you know, the word said there's a casting down. What are we going to say? We said there's a lifting up. How? It's your generosity. Your generosity will protect you from hard time. Your generosity will protect you from trouble. Will save your family. Will preserve your family. Be generous. Hallelujah. Be generous. Look at what the Bible said in, in, um, in the same Psalm. Psalm 112, verse 5 and 6. He said, all, all goes well for the generous man who conducts his business fairly. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression in all who see it. He said that generous man who conducts his business fairly in a just way. He said such a man who is also generous will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. Your generosity will protect you from every evil. In Jesus' name. Number 12, the last one, and then we'll round up. Generosity will be rewarded in heaven. Your generosity will be rewarded in heaven. You see, money is to be used. It's either... Money is not bad. Okay? Are you listening to me now? Money is not bad. Money is not negative or positive. Money is just there. It's the people that have the money that decide whether money is good or money is bad. I don't know if you get my point now. It's the users that determine what money is. The same money that is in my hand, if it's in an armed robber's hand, it can be used for something different. I don't know if you get my point. If it's in a politician's hand, it can be used for something different. 
If it's in a pastor's hand, it can be used for something different. If it's in a, a righteous man's hand, it can be used for something different. If it's in a wicked man's hand, it can be used for something different. So, the same money, okay, but it should be, it could be, it should be used for something, it's to be used for something. So, money is to be used, alright? Money is not to be loved. Some people love money. Money is not to be loved. Money is to be what? Is to be used. If you love money, you will not use people. Are you getting my point? When you say somebody, ah, this person is using people, it's because the person loves money. But if you love people, you will use money. Money is to be used. Love people and use money and not the reverse. Money is neutral. It is neither good or evil. It only becomes good or evil in the hand of the user. Use your money to do good. Always being ready to share with others whatever God has given you. That's in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 18 and 19 now. By doing this, you will be storing up real treasures for yourself in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Praise God. I tell you, use your worldly resources to benefit others. That's in Luke chapter 16 verse 19 now. I tell you, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. In this way, your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. Use your money to build bridges of friendship. Use it to bring people to Jesus Christ. Alright? The question you are going to ask yourself now, will anybody be in heaven because of the way you use your money? Or because of the way you use your talent? Because of the way you use your skill? Can people go to heaven because of the way you deployed the resources that God has given you? Everything I spend on myself is gone. But whatever I spend on others and in God's kingdom, I will be rewarded in heaven. I can use all the money I have and buy all the best of things I, I need, I want in this life. But after a while, they will fade. But you see that giving I give to somebody who is dying. That thing I do for to somebody who needs it. Heaven will reward me. Heaven sees it. Can we be on our feet? And begin to declare, Lord help me to use all the resources you have given me. Help me to use, to put to use all the resources you have given me in the right way. I use all the resources you have given me in the right way, Lord. I use them right. I use them right. Every resources you have given me, Lord. Every resources you have given me. I use them right in the name of Jesus Christ. I use them right in the name of Jesus. Every resources you have given me, Lord. Open your mouth, begin to declare it. The way God releases more resources to you is by how you use the one He gave you. He said, Lord, help me to use money for your kingdom, to use my talent for your kingdom. I dare to be generous. I dare to be generous. I use money for your kingdom, I use resources for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open your mouth, begin to declare it. Manana na bo, sayana de, kayana de. 
Help me, Lord. Deliver me from materialism. Deliver me from selfishness. Deliver me from selfishness, O God. Deliver me from materialism, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Deliver me, O God. Deliver me, O God. Deliver me, O God. Set me free from materialism. Set me free from selfishness. Set me free. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mashada yagata balakuri gaba balakuri gaba. Mandelege dege 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 bosoto lega baba balakuriya. Mashadele bodo soto lega baba balakata yada basha. Riga balakuri gaba balakuri gede gede gede. Riga bata bana basha. Open your mouth. Deliver me from materialism, O God. Make me selfless. Make me selfless. In the name of Jesus, save me from myself. Everything in me that hinders the blessings of God. Everything in me that hinders my generosity, Lord. I remove them, O God. Help me. Make me generous. Make me live for you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your blessings. Thank you, O God, for the word of God that has come. Thank you because we are changed by the word. Thank you because we are renewed by the word. And all the days of our life, O God, we will live for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. God bless you.